Hey gamers, this is Joe from What I'm Playing Now. I have episode 24 of our podcast that was originally recorded on May 14th of 2014. Some of the news stories I discussed for the week were the slimmer PS Vita that's now on sale, Nintendo posting a $456 million annual operating loss, EA is not going to release a Need for Speed game in 2014, Blizzard's fixing the Hearthstone Hunter decks which are dominating the game, Don't Starve Together brings a multiplayer aspect to the Don't Starve universe. I also discussed the $399 Xbox One without Kinect, which is going to be available in June. Some of the games I played for the week were Elder Scrolls Online, Sports Friends, as well as some of what I want to play now. Enjoy the episode. Good evening, gamers, and welcome to another episode of the What I'm Playing Now podcast. We are at episode 24. My name is Joe. Tonight it will be just another solo episode with just me, as Greg is currently unavailable and will not be able to be with us this evening. We are recording a couple days late due to the fact that Mother Nature has been having a whole hell of a lot of fun in our area. Uh, Monday night we got a whole hell of a lot of rain and my basement decided that it would just hold on to some of the water. So luckily nothing too too big was damaged. Um, everybody made it out okay, everything's drying out, and another storm is moving in now. So hopefully we can get this podcast recorded and over with before things go south. And hopefully I don't lose power during this. That would kind of suck. So um, hit us up on email, what I'm playing now at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at what I'm playing now. Google Plus is plus.google.com slash the plus sign what I'm playing now podcast and follow our Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now. This past weekend I was not able to do much in the way of doing any sort of stream to Twitch due to the fact that I was pretty much trying to get all the podcasts caught up. So over the course of a couple of days um, I was able to get um, podcasts caught up. So all 23 of the previous podcasts should be up on the website right now currently. Um, I'll try to get this one up in a day or so and get a fast turnaround on this one. Um, Going forward, we should have those up, and hopefully, maybe by this weekend at the latest, I should have those up on iTunes to be able to be downloaded. But um, you can grab those off of our site as well. So let's hop into some news stories, and I want to keep an eye on the window out here and see how the weather's going. And we're just going to have a fun evening. So one of the first stories I wanted to touch on this week was Valve removing an early access game from Steam. The name of the game was Earth Year 2066. It was originally launched on April for 20 bucks, And I guess there were a lot of people that were talking on Steam saying that um, they basically felt that the developer wasn't being honest with them. Um, This isn't the first time Steam has removed a game. Um, The War Z was removed um, from Steam several months ago, I think it was. Um, And it has since re-emerged. I'm not too sure if Earth Year 2066 will come back in any sort of way or not. Um, But it sounds like you can get a refund if you want until Monday, May 19th. So a little bit of time to get that back if you ordered that. Um, hop on to our next story here. I'm just going to bounce through a couple of stories really quick. Uh, Slimmer $200 PlayStation Vita is now available in North America. I think we talked about this in some previous podcast. The PS Vita is has, um, I think, 1 gig of RAM. 
It has an LCD screen instead of the OLED screen. Um, it's 20% slimmer. has a little bit better um, battery on there. I think it's um, supposed to be about an hour longer. Um, while the 1 gig of memory built in is nice, and the 8 gig memory card is better than what um, had come with mine, which is basically no memory and a 4 gig card, um, I still wouldn't be able to do half the things I do with that if I hadn't purchased the Japanese 64 gig memory card. So, Which kind of bums me out that they have the new Vita out over here now. And we still have yet to hear anything about that 64 gig card coming out in the States. I'm not too sure why they're holding back on releasing that in the States, unless if it's just a reason that it's that it's constrained due to manufacturing or something. I'm, I'm not certain. Um, I was able to get mine off of Amazon. I had no problems with it, received it very quickly. It has worked perfectly for me, and I have that thing filled up with a ton of games um, that I was able to get um, through my PlayStation Plus membership, So, plus a bunch of other games that I purchased. So, um, If you get one of the new ones, um, and one of our friends actually did pick one of these up, um, we may have him on the website or on one of the podcasts coming up here, and maybe we'll do, I don't want to say we're going to do an all Vita podcast, but um, Greg has a Vita, I have a Vita, and then um, our one buddy Walt that does the Linux podcast with us actually has the new one. So um, we will sit and compare notes and see and see how they are. Um, I know his came with the Borderlands 2, which, is, which I'm hearing some pretty good things about so far. Um, I have not picked that up for my Vita yet. Um, I know it was out... Once the Vita was released, I don't think you could actually purchase um, Borderlands 2 for, for until the following week. So I haven't picked that up. I do have Borderlands 2 on the PS3, which I was able to get as one of the free PlayStation Plus games um, several months ago. I have not had a chance to play that. As we all know, my gaming backlog catalog is my game backlog is just extremely big. So um, we can talk about that in the what I'm playing now section of the podcast. So. Let's jump to some other news. Um, Polygon article here. Nintendo's posting a $456 million annual operating loss. Um, it sounds like Nintendo is just not doing too well. It sounds like the 3DS is, is selling, but the Wii U is just having, um, for a quote here, it's from the Polygon article, it's having a negative impact on Nintendo's profits. Um, so one of our later stories is going to discuss... Another piece of hardware in the gaming um, business, um, but let's just try to stick to the Wii U and not go over to the other one for right now. Um, I'm not really too sure what Nintendo can do here to bring this up. It's they they they're trying to get software out there and get some games out there, but I think the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One just are having a much broader appeal right now, and. It, it's going to be tricky for Nintendo to to kind of pull out of this without possibly doing another hard, doing some sort of hardware refresh, and they can't really get rid of the tablet that comes with the Wii U. Um, so it's but besides trying to just release better and more software and maybe a little faster. Um, this is going to be kind of tricky for them to pull around. Um, they still have Wii U money that they're pro- or Wii money that they're probably sitting on. Um, they had great success with the Wii. The Wii U was a little bit of a stumble. I'm not going to count Nintendo out yet. Um, I think I've said that before on previous podcasts. I'm sure they're going to find some way to turn this around, be it with a new console, be it with a refresh or something. Um, there's still tons of Nintendo fans out there, and 
I think that's one of the reasons why some of their hardware and their games still do sell because of the rabid fan base um, that Nintendo has built up over the years. Um, so, I mean, they were able to weather weather the storm of years ago and and actually pull gaming back out of the slumps. Um, so, hopefully, they're going to be able to do that again here soon, um, and they can get back on a positive track here. So we're going to jump over to another story that I found on Polygon. EA's not going to release a Need for Speed game in 2014. This is going to be the first time um, since um, 2002, because they've released um, a Need for Speed game. EA has released a Need for Speed game every year since 2002. Um, Last year's game was Need for Speed Rivals. uh, And this is going to be the first year, 2014, where they don't actually have a game, which is rather interesting considering... They had one for the for the first for the first release of the new consoles, and they don't have one that may be um, PS4 and Xbox One exclusive this year. So, my guess is in 2015 that the games that do come out, um, if they do come out with a Need for Speed game, I'm, I'm sure they will because it's a franchise they're definitely not going to get rid of. Um, that it's basically going to probably be a next-gen console only type game. I have a feeling that um, since they skipped this year uh, they were probably just trying to get the game prepared for the next-gen consoles the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One and just try to ramp it up to the next level. So this year's game was probably more more of a cross-platform type game. I'm guessing next year's game since they skipped this year's should hopefully be uh, you know pretty much 100 times better. Than what they were, than what they had at release here, um, of the new of the new gen here. So, next year's game should be really good, but we'll have to wait and see if that's actually what happens or not. That's going to be my kind of prediction. So I'm making an early prediction in the year here, and we'll see if that one plays out or not. So, I'm um, going to jump over to a little bit of bit of news from Blizzard. Um, the Hearthstone Hunter deck is becoming dominant, and um, there's going to be an update that fixes that. Um, I guess they're doing um, a fix to the Hunter deck. They're actually going to change one of the more powerful cards, Unleash the Hounds. They're adding one more, I guess you could say, piece of mana to it. Um, So it's basically going to cost two instead of three um, to play. Uh, I I saw this article and kind of read it, and it kind of made me laugh. Because when I was playing through the beta... I had played through all of the different characters. I have all the characters leveled up over 10. And when I started building decks, I found the Hunter deck was one of the easiest decks to build. And two was probably one of the most powerful. And even when I was playing ranked games, I was able to win quite a bit with my Hunter deck. Um, It quickly became a favorite of mine, mainly because of the amount of cards you could get out, the amount of damage you could do so quickly. And basically, just try to overrun your opponent, um, you know, with it with the different type of strategies that you could use with the deck. So when I kind of saw this, I I kind of laughed to myself, thinking, "Yeah, I kind of thought this hunter deck was overpowered months ago." Um, it's kind of good that Blizzard is noticing things like this. Um, I'm sure they they're looking at a bunch of the statistics and and different charts and graphs that they have um, from the game, from all the different um, people that are playing, and they're noticing probably different inconsistencies between some of the decks and some of the cards, and what cards are maybe getting used more than others, um, and which ones are, you know, more in winning in winning decks and stuff like that. So, 
I'm sure they have a lot of these numbers, and that's one of the reasons why they're making this change. It's just kind of funny that they actually came out and said this and are making the change, because, like I said before, when I was playing the game quite a bit, I instantly noticed that the that the Hunter deck was actually very powerful, and I, I had a blast with it, mainly because I was having a blast with it because it was winning so much. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to lie with that. That's just... It was just something that was, you know, pretty fun and pretty cool to play. So I'm going to jump over another story I found in Polygon. This is something that I'm kind of excited about. My wife's kind of excited about this, too. Um, Don't Starve Together um, is going to bring multiplayer to PC. Um, I guess they have an alpha scheduled for late summer. So Don't Starve was a game um, that I had picked up probably sometime last year on the PC um, during one of the Steam sales. I had downloaded it, purchased it, and downloaded it, and um, played it for a little bit. Was was addicted to it for a little bit and really enjoyed it. Um, but then once it came out on the PS4 and my wife kind of found it, even though I had installed my second copy onto her laptop, she just really didn't play it that much and really didn't hadn't even taken a look at it. But once I down, once it was the free game on the PS4 um, a couple months ago, and she had found that, uh, she was instantly hooked on it. And we would sit there and we would kind of like take turns playing different matches and one of us would sit there with a laptop looking up different things looking up different strategies while the other was playing you know trying to help each other out while we were playing um so in a way we were kind of doing our own multiplayer with this game um but i'm really excited to see what um, don't starve together is going to bring um in that we're both going to be able to play at the same time it sounds like i i can't wait to see what uh, this multiplayer is going to actually bring it sounds like you're going to be able to that the game's going to support two to four players um, cooperatively, cooperatively um, in public and private games. Um, so that will be very exciting. Um, Don't Starve is a really, really cool game from Clay Entertainment. Um, so adding multiplayer to it, and the wife and I are going to be able to sit there and probably play together and do some things in that game. Um, we're both really looking forward to that. So I know we'll definitely be talking about this game on some future episodes of the podcast. So um, it's about all I have to say on that one, and we will jump on to our next story, which is probably the big one for the week. One I may spend a couple of minutes on before jumping into the What I'm Playing Now segment. So, um, since I didn't do the podcast on Monday, as I said, uh, Mother Nature wasn't really playing nice and decided to dump a ton of water down on us, and, you know, my basement had a couple inches of water in it, which was extremely exciting and fun to deal with, um... I was able to delay the podcast and didn't get to do one last night, mainly because the weather still wasn't that hot. Uh, well, it was hot, but the weather still wasn't the greatest, and we were working on things around the house. So since I had a few minutes tonight, I wanted to sit down and at least throw out a quick podcast. It's probably not going to be one of the longer ones um, that I've produced, but I still wanted to at least touch on some of the stories that I had found during the week um, and at least go over some of the notes that I had put together. But... Um, Things kind of got a little interesting um, yesterday when Microsoft basically announced that they were going to release a new version of the Xbox One that was going to be without a Kinect. Um, we've kind of talked about this, Greg and I have talked about this, ever since both the PS4 and the Xbox One came out. Um, some of the differences between the consoles and... Um, the price difference was a, was a really big factor. 
Uh, my wife was actually originally, I think, going to get me an Xbox One for Christmas, but she ended up getting me a Vita, which I was totally stoked with, and I'm completely happy with that she got me that. Um, I don't really know if I, since I have the PS4, if I kind of want the Xbox One right now. I'll probably going to wait maybe, maybe till maybe this Christmas, maybe till sometime next year when there's another, um, maybe a hardware refresh on it, and maybe a little bit of a price decrease on it. Maybe when it goes down to around, you know, three fifty or something, I'd be a little more interested in it. There really isn't any exclusive game that I want to play for it right now. And having the PS4, I can play all the cross-platform games. Um. But I'm, I'm really surprised that Microsoft actually went through and did basically uh, just about the final 180 that they could with this system. I mean, when when the Xbox One was originally announced, all of the, all of the pieces and all the parts and, and just their whole vision for this device and this piece of hardware and what it was um, has just changed so much in the past year um, from you know, the always on DRM to not being able to do used games to it needing connect and it requiring connect. And there will never be a, a console sold without connect because it's such an integral part of, of their vision and what they basically want to, to do and where they want to take the platform. They've pretty much rescinded and done a 180 on everything that they said that they did. So in a, in a way, that's a good thing. In a way, that's a bad thing. Because um, in a, I guess the bad thing is if they would have just listened to the customer base in the beginning rather than trying to do their own thoughts and kind of give the consumer base what they thought the, the customers wanted, um, which obviously customers didn't. If you if you look at the Xbox One sales, um, they could probably be a little closer in sales to, to Sony and the PlayStation 4 than they are right now with the Xbox One. Um, I'm not too sure if this is going to save Microsoft. I, I, I don't know if this is going to all of a sudden increase their sales, if they're going to be able to catch up and maybe pass up Sony right now. Sony has a little bit of a lead in sales, probably a couple million units. Nothing that's probably unsurmountable or something that they can't come back from, but it's getting to the point to where most people are getting so confused on what the Xbox One is, what the Xbox One offers, and what the Xbox One is going to give to them, that this may actually hurt some for almost as much as it may help some. I mean, there's there's people that I still talk to that weren't aware that some of the stuff that they did a 180 on you know, a month or so after E3 last year, and we're just, a, a, you know, less than a month away from this year's E3, but from E3 2013, some of the stuff that they were saying originally, there were people that I had talked to well after the Xbox One launched that didn't realize that Microsoft had gone back on most of those things. Um, I think once the word had gotten out there, people that don't follow up with the news on a daily basis and just maybe hear things, you know, here or there from somebody talking, if, if they haven't kept up with the news, they're just, they're, they're kind of just clueless that Microsoft actually has, you know, a, 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 a good, pretty good product here. Um, removing the Kinect, though, is just, just kind of makes me laugh. I was talking to a couple of guys at work today about this. Um, and one of the guys uh, that I know who has an Xbox One, 
and who has the connect and who who uses it some, um, you know, just said there there really just isn't a lot of games out for it, you know, and he's he's the type of gamer who really just doesn't want to sit there and you know, jump around the living room, do a lot of moving and stuff like that. It's, that's just not the type of game he's looking for. He's looking to, for, for something to just sit down and just hold a controller and just kind of play. You know, I don't know if you want to call that old school playing or what, but I mean, that's just, that's just the type of gaming, you know, a lot of people are looking to do. So it was one of the things I brought up to him was, I, and it just makes me laugh. If you look at Sony with their console, they have a camera as well. Their camera is sixty bucks. Um, I was able to get a camera, basically, I think a day or so after the console. I, I had gotten the console. I ran out and grabbed one real quick, just because I wanted to do some streaming on Twitch. Um, since I do the podcast, and I something I haven't even really gotten a chance to do yet. Um, I'm hoping to do that here shortly, and I'm probably going to be doing that starting um, with um, Watch Dogs when that comes out. That's probably going to be one of the first games I stream out from the PS4 to our Twitch channel. Um, but it's just really funny in that Sony has the camera and it's pretty much been sold out ever since the console's been released. I mean, Sony hasn't been able to keep that console on the shelves. And it's not something Sony has pushed. It's not something that Sony has um, cut down in price or anything. It's some of the retail stores, and I think we had talked about this on an earlier podcast, some of the retail stores actually had jacked up the price, you know, the, the suggested retail price of the camera from Sony for like to like $10, $15 higher just because it was in such high demand. Um, and here Microsoft is packaging their camera in and everybody's screaming that they don't want it. Nobody really wants to use it. And it's just such a dichotomy and just it's just so two different ends of the spectrum between the two consoles and why one console is selling and the camera is selling out and the other console is just straight you know, i don't want to say the xbox one is struggling it's by no means struggling um but but why the xbox one is basically just having people coming to grips with the camera being built in and i don't know if it's the extra hundred dollar cost that people just you know, are having trouble overlooking. Um, some of the other things that have come out of this are, since since the camera isn't going to be required now on the console, um, is Sony going to be able to use some of that processing power that they had set aside for the camera, um, push that over to maybe games? And is that going to be able to push them maybe a little more in line spec-wise um, with what Sony's doing? Because it seems like, Everybody's always talking about the resolution of the PS4 game as opposed to the Xbox One game. Um, just like Watch Dogs. Watch Dogs, originally Watch Dogs was supposed to be 1080p on the PS4, um, but I believe it came out like a week later, or a week or a couple days later after that was announced, it was only going to be 900p, where the Xbox One is going to be um, 7, 792p. Um, so there's all these, always that little bit of disparity. So I'm not really too certain if... Once the camera is removed from the Xbox One, if Microsoft's going to be able to go in there, tweak some maybe with a little bit of their OS settings, maybe push a little bit of more power over to um, what they can offer to the developers, and if that's maybe going to be able to make their specs a little more in line with the PlayStation 4. Um, but I will say if, that, if they aren't able to do that, then unbundling the connect 
is probably something that I don't know if I would have done. They need to get the sales out there, but I think what they should have done is stuck with their original vision, continued on the path they were, but actually just bit the bullet and did a price cut on the product and left the connect in there and just and just basically tried to do the razor razor blade effect, try to lose a little bit of money on the front end and make it up game wise. Um, because if they can't get that extra power, and it, this is something that's well known to most people nowadays, and that's something that everybody I hear talk about, um, you know, between all the systems when the, when cross-platform games are coming out, um, that, you know, the PlayStation 4 is going to look a little better, the PlayStation 4 is probably going to play a little bit better. Um, if they can't make that come in line and adjust a little bit more with Sony, um, removing the Kinect, I think, will just be a futile effort. And they're basically... They're basically going to be wanting to mulligan on this, this whole generation and, you know, should start looking at the Xbox 2 already and just start concentrating on that and and learn from the mistakes they made with the Xbox One. And that's that's another funny thing we were talking about, you know, at, at work today. When Sony had come out with the PlayStation 3, they had this grand vision, this this whole cell processor. It's so powerful. It can do this. It was so hard for the developers to make the games for it. Um, it was so, so, it, it was more than the Xbox One was re- released at. I think they were released at five and $600 when it was originally released, the two consoles. Um, and especially since it was Blu-ray back then, and that was, you know, Blu-rays were still in their infancy and still selling for, um, you know, for a higher price than any sort of DVD player at the time. Um, but you think Microsoft would have actually been paying attention to what Sony had done with the PS3 and learned what they did with the 360 and how successful they were with the 360 and how they they kind of just, you know, pulled away from Sony originally uh, with sales and everything. Because when it came to this this generation that we're in with the PS4 and the Xbox One, things just completely flip-flopped. I mean, Microsoft basically made every mistake that they could just like Sony did last con last generation with the PS3 and it it's it, it's like neither company was is was paying attention to the other well i can't say you know Sony wasn't paying attention because they actually learned they actually kind of i think went back to a PlayStation 2 type of plan and you know just came back ready to fight and just ready to dominate the generation and and so far they kind of are so I think going forward, it's going to be really interesting to see what um, Microsoft can actually do with the Xbox One. Um, they made, you know, several other changes besides um, just removing the Connect from the Xbox One. They're also revamping some of their Xbox Live Gold, what they're offering and everything. Um, it appears that a lot of the apps that were behind the paywall, um, that have pretty much been behind the paywall since the Xbox 360 days, which I, I never understood... Um, are now coming out from behind the paywall. So you can actually get um, a refund if you have Xbox, you know, live, if you have Xbox Live Gold, uh, once the update comes out in June, I believe it is, 
you can actually put in and cancel your subscription and actually get a re re rebate for the rest of the the subscription. They'll actually give you a prorated refund. Um, so if you had six months left on your one year subscription, they would give you that six months left. It sounds like it sounds like you ha you're going to have to wait from what I'm reading on the. Uh, Polygon or the GameSpot article, um, it'll take about six weeks, six to eight weeks for it to process or something like that. Um, but still worth it if you don't play a lot of online games. Uh, I had kept my Xbox Live Gold for oh, quite a while, and I kept it mainly because of Netflix and wanting access to some of the apps. And finally, I got rid of it last year after. You know, we really started using the PS3 for everything because I wasn't playing a lot of um, online games on the Xbox 360. Uh, the the games for Gold, while some of them were okay, um, the games just weren't real good. And it was taking them so long to come out with the whole process, and it was it was just kind of slow, and they they... That was another thing they really weren't clear on. That you know, with the Xbox Gold for, games for Gold, you got to keep the games even if you canceled your subscription, um, which is yet one more thing they're changing. So besides throwing things out, you know, in in from behind that paywall and giving you apps, they're making a little bit of change to the games for Gold. So the games aren't going to be yours anymore um, going forward after this update. It seems um, it sounds like they're going to do more of a Sony. Um, type of way, the way Sony does it with their PlayStation Plus, in that you have to have an active active subscription to play the games. Once you stop your subscription, you will not have access to those games, um, which is what Sony's PlayStation Plus, I think, has pretty much been all along. Um, and I've had that for several years now. And it's, and it's something that I definitely find worthwhile and worth the money. Um, the amount of games that I have since... I have a PS3, since I have a Vita, since I have the PS4. The amount of games I get for not even 50 a year, because if you look for the sales during the holidays, I think I got my last year subscription for $39. I mean, for less than the price of one game, I have well over 100, of ga 100 games that I've probably downloaded between the three consoles. Um, and have pretty much enjoyed a majority of them. Games that I you know, might have rented or might have played probably wouldn't have purchased um i was i've been able to actually enjoy some so it's in a way i think this is good that microsoft is doing this because it sounds like they're going to be giving their customers better games than what they originally were it seems like the games that um microsoft was putting out on their games for gold were probably well over a year old games that I had gotten maybe on my PlayStation Plus membership over a year ago stuff that you you know you're probably not really even interested in playing anymore you know stuff that has probably been on sale you know with huge discounts that if you wanted to play it you'd probably just pick it up for the five to ten dollars it was on sale for you know during one of the large sales um you know, there. It sounds like they're actually going to be giving you maybe newer games now to play um, for the games for life. You know, for the games for gold. So, I guess that's one good thing that will come out of it being now a subscription type service. So, those are pretty much some of the changes that Microsoft has put in this um, past week. Um, there's a lot there. 
there are just a hell of a lot of changes that they, that they put up with. I'm still trying to read through everything, make sure I understand everything. Um, hopefully I haven't messed up anything here that I've been talking about. I think I pretty much read through enough articles, watched a couple of different um, shows where people have talked about this, and I think I got my, I think I got a pretty good grasp on what you know Microsoft's doing here. Um, but we're just going to have to wait and see if this actually helps out the Xbox One sales going forward. Uh, hopefully it does. You know, I know Microsoft isn't going to be out of this generation. They're going to stick with this the whole time. And, you know, and I'm sure within the next year or so, they're going to be probably hard at work on another Xbox. Those things do take a while to, you know, for R&D to come up and for them to put together. So Xbox One isn't going anywhere anytime soon. Um, but, you know, we'll just have to see how their sales are uh, for for this generation and see if they can maybe make up some of that stumbling that they did at the beginning here where Sony's kind of pulled away. So that's about it for the news. Um, I'm going to jump into what I'm playing now. And, of course, what I'm playing now, it's something I was playing right before I started the podcast, was more Elder Scrolls Online, of course. Um, yes, I am still playing that. Um, but I have played a few other games this week besides that. And I have a new... Um, episode of the walking dead that just came out this week so i may try to knock that out this weekend uh so there may be spoilers in next week's episode we'll have to wait and see about that but that is something that since i just played that uh last week i think it was last week maybe two weeks ago um I really want to see where this, um, where they're going to go with this um, third episode, uh, because the last one kind of did leave me hanging on the edge of my seat, and you know, like I said, since since the show's not on right now, I have nothing to kind of like take my Walking Dead, you know, energy to. So I'm gonna, you know, play through this third episode, and then probably have to sit around for another six six weeks or so, um, six to eight weeks before another the fourth episode comes out. So. Um, we'll see if I can get to that this weekend, but that's going to be something I like to do. But Elder Scrolls Online, um, I think I'm level 35 right now. I have a buddy that um, actually hit veteran rank 1 yesterday. Um, I have another buddy that's, I think, around 40 or so. So I've fallen a little behind, mainly because of just all the stuff that's been going on between the house and just everything else. Um, it's just been an interesting several weeks since I got back from um, vacation. Um, and went to PAX East, so, um, playing Elder Scrolls, still really enjoying it, the game seems to be crashing a little more on me than I want, um, every now and then I just get maybe a video, video driver crash, or the game just decides to just dump me back out to the, to the desktop, you know, while I'm in the middle of a quest or something odd, earlier, I was playing the game, I had quit out to the character screen, came back, went to launch my character, and it said the game crashed, you know, and the box came up and said, what were you trying to do? I basically hit the play button. I mean, so I have no idea what caused that. Um, hopefully, when they come out with uh, their first big update, because I think they just released update, I think it was 108 um, this past week, uh, which was one of the smaller patches, I think, that just had some some small bug, bug fixes in there and quest fixes in there. But when they release the first um, major game update, um, hopefully that's going to fix some of the stability that um, they're still having with the game. I'm still liking it, so I'm still just going to deal with it and just grind through. I'm not going to sit here and say, like, oh, I'm not going to play the game, oh, this and that, until they do this and that. No, it's the game's still fun. I'm still having a blast. I don't want to stop. I'm still liking everything about the game, so... That's, that's my opinion on it. I am going to write up um, an article 
I think about Elder Scrolls. I have a couple ideas that I want to throw down on the paper. Some of the reasons why people may like or not like the game. Some of the things that I think and some of my opinions as to why people may not like it and, you know, what to look for and what not to look for in this game. So, because I've been playing it for, you know, since, since, since I played several of the betas, I've been playing it since, um, you know, launch, um, or, you know, head start actually, cause I was in the head start. Um, so I have a couple of ideas that I was tossing around when I was driving into work the other day, I was kind of thinking of, and I was like, I think that might make a pretty decent article for the website. So I'm going to try to maybe throw that together here in the next couple of days and get that up on the site. So, um, one of the other games I picked up last Friday, the wife and I were sitting around having a few drinks, having a good time. We were playing a few games on the PS3, jumped over to the PS4, and I had heard of Sports Friends and some of the different games that are in this little four-pack bundle. Um, and we started playing Super Pole Riders. And we kind of sat there and you know, thought, okay, this is a quirky little game at first. And then the more we played it and the more we got into the game, and maybe it was just the more we drank, I have no fucking clue. But we just had a blast playing this damn game. We we just could not get enough of it. We just sat there and just drank through the night, playing Super Pole Riders, and, and we're just having a blast. Um, we tried all four of the different maps that were in there. Um, we were trying some of the different characters um, that are available to play, and we were we were just having a hell of a good time just playing this crazy little pole game where you're basically almost like a guy... Um, running with a pole vault and trying to knock this disc back and forth that's on this wire um, and score a goal, you know, into in the other person's in, in your opponent's you know basket that was there, um, or like it's just almost like a bullseye is what it looks like, and it's just like a ball. And just the controls for the game were completely insane because you're running left and right with the left joystick, and then you're kind of controlling the pole and how much the pole bends down and how fast you can do it in like a circular and kind of flip yourself and you can stand on the other person's pole and then you can flip them the other way and if you if you actually get up on the other person's pole and slide down on top of them you'll kill them and then they have to respawn and jump back in it i think the game was 14.99 um if you, you can you can buy it on the PS3 um if you get it on the PS3 you get it free, it's cross platform on the PS4 but if you just buy it on the PS4 I think you only get it for the PS4. So if you want it on both for any chance, for any reason, I don't know. I bought it on the PS3 just so I could have it on both just because I had both fucking consoles. I said, screw it, we're going to do that. Um, And, you know, I was able to just go over to the PS4 and just download it, you know, instantly after I had purchased the PS3 one. Um, But definitely try this out. We had tried a couple of the other games. One of the other games, I think, Bari Bari Ball, um, which was an interesting little game. We didn't get to try Johan Sebastian Joust or, or the one other game that's in there. Um because we were just drinking a little too much. Um, but Super Pole Riders definitely, it was it was worth the fourteen ninety nine. I would say, alone, um, for as much fun as we had that night. And I think for as many times as we're going to be revisiting this game um, when we do our drinking gaming nights that my wife and I, you know, do sometimes, um, it was definitely a blast. So one of the other games I actually picked up, it was a game I picked up today. I picked up a couple games off of the Steam sale today. Um, I picked up Desktop Dungeons, which I've downloaded and have not had a chance to play yet. Um, it was on sale, I think it was half off. 
And it kind of just looked cool, so I said, what the hell? I go, let me just grab this. It was like seven fifty or something. Um, but then I played The Binding of Isaac. The Binding of Isaac was on a Steam sale. I think it was like $0.99. Cents. Um, I had it on my wish list. Um, got the email from Steam the other day whenever it had gone on sale saying, you know, one of your games is on your wish list, one of your wish list games is on sale. And I was like, you know, made myself a note today, you know, on my phone, you know, make sure I buy this when I get home because I think the sale ends, ends tomorrow um, for The Binding of Isaac. So it was like $0.99, cents and I got the expansion for it or whatever, the the DLC, whatever you want to call it, for like another $0.50 cents or something like that. Um, played through a little bit of the year earlier. That game is definitely tricky. Um, I was using the keyboard to play. Uh, I'm going to have to hook up the 360 controller, which I have actually downstairs. I'm going to have to bring one up. I think my wife was playing some games on the 360 last week, and I had to take both controllers down there because um, we were actually doing some stuff on the 360. So... Um, I'm going to have to get one of the 360s back up here and get it back on my computer, synced up and everything, uh, and actually give the Binding of Isaac a, a better shot with um, with the controller. I know I know the game, I think, was originally played with a keyboard. I, I, I've, never, I've never used the software before that I think I'm going to need to install um, to get it working with the controller, but I think the controller might be a little easier to play with. I'm going to try it maybe with the keyboard one more time. I was kind of getting it down. I was I was doing pretty good. I wasn't didn't make it past the first boss. I had only played the game maybe 15 20 minutes or so, so I didn't have a lot of chance, a lot of time to put into it. Um, I was having a, a pretty fun time with it. Um, I've watched um, quite a few different people play it, like Patrick from Giant Bomb. I know Patrick Lepic was playing that for quite a while, and that's kind of what made me wanted to want to pick up the game finally. So I'm kind of definitely glad I have that. It's definitely something I'm going to be playing. Uh, so probably next episode I will have a little bit more to say about that. Um, but for now, that's about it. And what I want to play now is the next part of our show. And what I want to play now, um, watched a Watch Dogs video earlier. So Watch Dogs is probably something that's really on my horizon here, especially since it's coming out, crap, probably within two weeks. Um, I think it's coming out on the 27th and it's the 14th today, so that's less than two weeks away. Um, it would have been two weeks probably as of yesterday, and the game is going to be coming out. Um, or the 28th, I think it's coming out. So um, that one's on my radar. And I think there was something else on my radar, and I can't remember what it is. I actually didn't put it in the show notes, so I'm probably going to have to save that one for next week. But Watch Dogs is definitely something I'm keeping an eye on. It seems every day or so uh, Ubisoft is putting out another video. Um, I watched one earlier. It was like a nine-minute video that was showing a lot of the different game components that they're having in the game that I have never even seen before. I never even heard mentioned before. Where you can play as a spider um, and all the different game aspects that they have. Looks interesting. Um, going to have to wait and see how some of this stuff plays through. Uh, they were also talking about some of the car, driving around in the cars and stuff like that. And they definitely talked about a lot of the multiplayer there, which looks just completely insane and hectic and just to be completely nerve-wracking to have people coming in and hacking your game and jumping into other people's games and hacking their game. So I'm hoping this game is going to live up to the hype um, that it that it has um, because um, it just looks really good. And I actually just remembered the other game that I want to play now, and that's called Hack and Slash. Um, it's a game put out by Double Fine. Um, and it's almost like a throwback to, um, maybe an old, old school Zelda type game. I mean, your character almost kind of looks like Zelda in the game, but basically you kind of just hack through the game, 
by kind of like hacking the code of the game and changing things like changing the health points of a monster, changing the bonuses to your weapon and stuff like that. You literally go in and change aspects of code within the game to actually get past all the different quests and um, puzzles that they've put before you. Um, The game's out on Steam. I have not had a chance to pick this one up yet. Um, It's something that I want to play, though. I watched a couple videos on it. I've seen a couple of different things on it, and it just looks really like something I would really enjoy, considering I'm so into computers and and into the whole hacking thing. Um, So... I don't have the time to play it right now, which is one of the reasons why I haven't plopped down the 20 bucks to pick it up yet. But um, once I clear up a couple of things and I can find maybe a couple hours, maybe free to play, I'm going to grab that. So probably on an upcoming episode, you'll be hearing more about Hack and Slash. Um, but if you haven't checked out the game yet, um, check out Double Fine's website. Check out, you know, just do a Google search for Hack and Slash. Check that game out. And it's something that I think... Um, looks really cool and i have a feeling a lot of people may actually enjoy this game especially if you're into the whole puzzle hacking type thing um it'll be pretty cool so i think that's going to be about it for this episode um this is probably one of my longer solo episodes and i'm actually kind of surprised about that because i didn't think i had enough news stories um to talk this long but crap i guess i can talk so Hey, send us some emails and let us know how we're doing. Um, Hopefully once we get on iTunes, we can get some reviews going and we can get some feedback from the audience and let us know how we're doing, um, what they may want um, to hear, maybe what they want to see when we do some of our Wednesday and Saturday plays, you know, playthroughs and stuff like that. Um, So send us some emails, whatimplayingnow at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at whatimplayingnow. As I always say, don't forget to drop the G. Um, Google Plus, plus plus.google.com slash the plus symbol what I'm playing now podcast and follow us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now. Um, I should be around this weekend and be doing a Saturday stream of something. Um, I'm probably not going to be able to do the the Wednesday night stream. Um, Greg's not either since I'm doing a podcast right now. I'm probably not going to be able to do a stream after this. Um, So we will have to get back to streaming on Saturday and hopefully we can get back to a normal schedule. Some of the other things I still want to do with the website, now that I'm caught up with all the podcasts, I'd still like to maybe throw a forum on there. Um, So look out for a forum maybe within the next couple of months or so. Um, Hopefully we can get... um, the website may be looking a little bit better, looking a little classier than than what it currently is, too. That's some other things I want to do is sit down and go through and, and change kind of like the look and the feel of the website. Um, I think some of the content I'm throwing out there is kind of along the lines of the content I want to do. Now I think I just need to find a little bit better presentation for it um, that Greg and I will hopefully be able to come up with. And everybody will think it looks good. So that's going to be it for this episode. Go out there, play some games, and let us know what you're playing now. Have a good week, everybody, and we'll see you later.